Hi, my name is Drew, and I'm here to offer you nothing of value. Hi, you're listening to Nothing of Value, a podcast where our host, Drew, brings friends on to talk about nothing of value. Take it away, Drew. This is the Nothing of Value podcast. I'm your host, Drew. And today I'm joined by um, a good friend who I've known for just about 10 years now, and his name is Ethan. How are you doing today, Ethan? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Always a, a pleasure to, to talk with you. But uh, but yeah, I'm very uh, excited to do this. I was spending the last uh, uh, few days or so researching topics, trying to figure out what would be a, you know, a good and entertaining, and uh, I'm pretty happy with like what I came up with here, so... Yeah, yeah I, I know that's always a, a big point of uh, of deep thought for people. You know what what questions to ask, what topics to bring up, and, and where to go with this. Like I was telling you the other day, I'm at a point now where I've got a list of like 50 different things on mm-hmm. my phone, and I kind of pick and choose from. Um, you know, I think in your case, I picked two off of that list, and then I tried to find one that I thought was more specific to a uh, conversation I would have with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I try to do that, but it's uh, it can be a lot because I've had multiple people, oh, I changed this one and I changed that one, and I, I hope the ones I have are good. And you know what? Right. It doesn't matter because down the line, there might be another opportunity. So Whenever I whenever I think of podcasts, um, maybe similar to this, but just podcasts as a whole when, uh, when thinking about topics, and, and there's a lot of different routes you can take. You can take like a comedic aspect. You can you know look into sports. You can do current events, political stuff and when it comes down to some serious topics uh you know whatever it may be i i always like to joke and i remember hearing something along the lines of like yes exactly what the world needs is uh two more white men uh <laughs> putting giving their input on a podcast <laughs> about world affairs because <laughs> that's what the world's right missing right now right <laughs> that's that's exactly we're gonna solve all the world's problems exactly. like we always do here <laughs> um and that's that's why i like to to try to cover a wide variety of things because uh, people don't need my opinion on foreign policy or taxes <laughs> or just the government in general. Um, so yeah, we will we will stay away from those things, or maybe we won't. Or not? Yeah, maybe uh-huh. I, I threw a curveball there. All my topics are serious. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to throw me off, and we're going to get into uh, the deep stuff here. Exactly. Um, first off, before we get started, Ethan, let's give a little background on you. You are 25? I am 25, yes. You are 25. And you and I met um, back in my high school basketball coaching days. You played on a team that I coached, I believe, starting your sophomore year, and I coached you for three years. Yep, that's correct. Um, And we always got along pretty well, and and once you graduated, we've kind of stayed in touch and um, ended up building a pretty good friendship out of everything. You know, I think... uh, I like to think of it as, you know, kind of being the new age of friend where technology is the thing that kind of keeps us together, whether mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, <clears throat> text messaging, video gaming. Um, we do play some fantasy sports together and, mm-hmm. and you know, we, but I mean, technology makes this whole relationship possible because you live in Minnesota. Yep. yep. <laughs> I live in Illinois. There's there's a little bit of a gap there. Um and uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, uh, that's how we know each other. Yes, yes. I, I always uh, you, know, you hear stories about 
people that uh, um, you know meet online and they, you know they've never had face-to-face interactions and then eventually end up meeting up in person some you know later down the line i've never had anything like right. that but this is you know as close as that i guess i guess suppose it gets <laughs> it would just really, i guess it's kind of the opposite i suppose but yeah yeah um similar concept though um i've had too many instances like that where i've met someone online and been friends with them like uh well you know pat he's been on the show here before Mm -hmm. and you know we've played some games together with him before he and i knew each other for like 12 years before we ever actually met in person Mm. um same thing with matt who i used to host uh, spirit of south park with Mm -hmm. he and i knew each other for six or seven years before we finally met in person um and i don't know maybe that's the product of being a, a dad and like never going anywhere and doing anything sure so it gives you something to look forward to one day. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could be the difference of like living in a rural area as well. And, you know, that's a lot of know, it too. Yeah. Not a, I mean, I, I mean, there are a very limited amount of connections you can make in that environment where, you know, the internet open that's up, opens yes. that up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And the type of people around here are, um, different, <laughs> you know, not, not necessarily the, the type of people I want to spend a lot of time with some good yeah. people. Don't get me wrong. Um, different yeah. good way to put it <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely um anything else we need to know about you before we get started um yeah man i pointing the question inwards i don't know i wasn't ready for that uh, i don't think so i mean yeah nothing comes to mind we can uh get ripping into the topics here if you want all right um i'll go ahead and lead off here okay and my first topic for you is kind of a, an easy one here, and I don't even know if I have my own answer to this, mm-hmm. um, but I can kind of go on the fly too. What's your favorite season? As a person who, you know, you lived in Illinois for a while, mm-hmm. you were in Minnesota, you're still in Minnesota. I don't know if you've ever really lived anywhere else. You've traveled pretty well. Um, I know, so you've been some places, you've seen some things. Yeah. And... In my mind, I think of Minnesota, and I think of perpetual winter, because it's basically <laughs> what it is. Pretty much, yeah. It'll, especially when, I mean, in college, lived in, like, northern Minnesota, where it quite literally was, you know, damn near perpetual winter. Like, it was, you know, <laughs> nine months out of the year, it probably was never above 50. But um, but no, um, it's – so when I was younger, um, growing up, probably through, you know, 18 or 19 or so, winter was always my favorite. Um Maybe that had something to do with my decision to to move to Minnesota. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Some, some some subconscious things going on there, possibly. But um, <laughs> I think that you know, kind of looking back as to why I liked winter growing up was because I was a little less secure with the way I looked growing up. Not very like you know happy with you know weight wise and with everything, and that kind of allowed sure. you to hide a bunch of stuff under clothing. That's, you know what I mean? That's a good point. You know, I don't know if I ever would have thought of about that but yeah you've got a you've got a point there um and uh you know moving into into you know college i got into a little bit of a better shape and and uh also started to experience winter you know <laughs> tenfold i suppose right. and uh and uh i don't know i, I it's I, I think today it's it's fall um just for a number of reasons things cool off a little bit um, you know, you get to that temperature where you can really wear whatever you want. Um, and, yeah. uh, it, you know, at the same time, it's not quite as brutal to, to go outside. You know, it's, I don't know. I think falls, falls the, uh, objective right answer. 
if yeah. there is an objective right answer. Yeah, if <laughs> not there is subjective. Right I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and as I think about it too, I I feel like you know, growing up, it was always summer, and it wasn't necessarily for anything to do with the weather or clothing. It was because I didn't have to go to school. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I could I could live the the lifestyle of stay up till three a.m. sleep till. 3 p.m., mm-hmm. piss my parents off, and do it all again the next day, you know. Um, but now I, I hate summer. Like, I still enjoy, you know, that time off having the kids home, that kind of thing. But I hate I hate hot. Yeah. I, probably my biggest pet peeve in life is sweating when I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so, like, if it's just hot and it's causing me to sweat, it annoys the hell out of me. If yeah. I'm working out, fine. If I'm playing basketball, even if I'm doing yard work or something like that, like I'm fine. That's when you're supposed to sweat. But if I'm just sitting in one spot and I'm sweating, fuck off, you know? Yeah, yeah no, that's brutal. That's... <laughs> so it's definitely not summer. Um, spring and fall, I feel like, are a lot of the same. Um, springtime, you're going to get more storms, which who doesn't enjoy a good storm? We had actually quite a few here today. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you guys were getting just drilled up there with rain, weren't you? We I so the past like three four weeks, I've I've had more rain here than I think we've had in the last year combined. I don't know, like <laughs> I walk outside and it's there's little stand standing water in in the uh, where I take my dog out and it's it's annoying. I'm ready for it to stop, but yeah, no, it's been raining a ton here. Yeah, and if I've I've seen where you live. I sounded creepy as hell. Um, <laughs> there's there's not a lot of places for water to be standing in that area, so that's kind of. Yeah, it makes you think a little bit. No, definitely. Um, so I enjoy a good storm. Um, I I don't like, I don't for for whatever reason like the the weather the temperature are the, pretty close to the same in the spring in the fall, but it's just different in the fall. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it's the 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 change of the leaves falling and you know everything that goes with it, bonfires and football and Halloween and and yep. whatever else you want to throw in there. Um, but it, it really has kind of become my favorite season. And growing up, it, it wasn't really. Um, but I never had anything wrong with it either. Now, since I've moved up here, um, I've I've learned what real winter is. Because mm-hmm. as I'm sure as most people know, I grew up in southern Illinois, six hours south of where I live now. And, you know, a cold day in the winter there was like 25 degrees. Like, right. oh, my gosh, 25 degrees. <laughs> it's terrible. Um and now where I live, if it's 25 degrees, like, I'll grab my light jacket, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Break out the shorts. Right, right. Well, I, since I've moved up here, my rule has become is if it's over 50 degrees, the shorts are on, which <laughs> to, you know, 18-year-old me sounds absolutely insane. Um, but that's it's honestly what it is because if I'm at work, it's gonna be it's gonna be hot enough that I'm gonna be miserable. It's gonna be where I'm doing that sweating thing when I don't need to be sweating. <laughs> so the shorts come out, um, and yeah, I'm that crazy guy that you'll see walking around wearing a hoodie and shorts, that's which might be. A, well, as you say, it might actually that's... be a good good tangent here. Are you comfortable doing the hoodie and shorts? Yes, a hundred percent. It's it's an <laughs> underrated combo. I. Um... I don't know what it is. There's something about, well, I feel like the legs just don't get cold. Like I could do shorts in the middle yeah. of winter and be fine. I, as long as I have like a winter jacket up top, I, yeah. I don't think legs get cold. Um, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm saying that. And I was actually just going to point out, do you ever, did you know 
I feel like everybody knows a guy that just wears shorts all winter, like shorts and flip flops. Um, so I'm not gonna say a name, but there was a PE teacher at your high school who would always wear shorts no matter what. Mm. Always, and Is he it... was your principal at one point in time too. Okay, that narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, I've seen that man wear shorts in zero degree weather. Um, always. I I saw him wear pants once, and I think it was at a funeral or a wedding. Do you think it's to show off the calves? I mean, because they're not bad. He's he's late. Well, he's sixties now, but mm-hmm. I his his calves had seen better days. Um, maybe at one point in time, but I, I know he was also a football coach mm-hmm. and he always said, you know, he'd wear them for football games. I remember one time we're standing on the sideline and it's snowing and he's out there in shorts and he'd always say, well, my guys are cold, so I need to be cold too. Hmm. Um, absolute macho bullshit. <laughs> That's a football guy thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but like, okay, you, you do your thing. But I mean, it was, it was always shorts, like even in his wedding, because I went to his wedding and he wore shorts, and yeah. it's like, I mean, you do you, but yeah, that's that guy. As soon as you say that, mm-hmm. that's what I think of. Yeah. Um, but going going back to the hoodie and shorts combo, um, I was maybe like maybe ten, and I remember my mom telling me a story about she was at a restaurant eating, and a guy walked in wearing a hoodie and shorts and ordered a bowl of chili. And she laughed at that like a bunch. Like she thought that was like the funniest thing ever for whatever <laughs> Peak reason. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I've had I've had that image burnt in my head my entire life. Like, oh, you can't wear a hoodie and shorts. You don't want to be that guy that some old lady's laughing at for the rest of her life. Um, God forbid. Yeah, right? Right. And now I've gotten to the point where I just don't care. I'll do it all the time. Um, <laughs> I actually just did it today. So and and that's that's okay. One more thing about wardrobe choices, and then I'll finally announce my favorite season. Hmm. Um, socks and sandals. Yay or nay? Um, so I don't wear sandals because I can't find sandals that fit my feet. Um, <laughs> I wear size 15 shoes. Which... That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, you can but, maybe carve your own. Uh, I don't – no, I don't, I don't judge people that do. Um, I mean, it really depends on the sandal, right? Like, if you're wearing the Jesus sandals, then you can't wear socks with those. That's, like, the dad's I've, special. I've seen people do it, though. I know. I have, too. Or they'll um, even go as far as to buy the toe socks to wear those. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, um, that's a double take for me. But if you have, like, slides on, mm-hmm. I mean, the socks are fine with that. Uh, if you have, like, the, the thong-style flip-flops, then no, you can't wear socks with those. Like, that just looks yeah. funny. <laughs> then your big, your big toes out there yeah. stranded. <laughs> well, I would think that would be uncomfortable as hell. Like anytime anything gets wedged in my sock, no, can't right. do it. No, I agree. Um, so I, I'm definitely a socks and sandals guy, although I don't wear them out of the house too often. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I walk in the house, though, take off my shoes, um, leave my socks on. A lot of times I'll change socks because why not? I'm like Mister Rogers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then slides go on, and that's how I walk around. Um, I also have issues with like. Uh, plantar fasciitis which is Mm -hmm. the biggest reason i do it because the sandals i have are like runners recovery sandals and so i just wear them around the house and i never have issues with my feet anymore yeah i was was Um, gonna bring that up i i i I know some people that are sandals like or moccasins indoor um yeah you know people but that's i don't know never been able to get behind that one either yeah um 
I see a lot of people wear like the house shoes or boat shoes or whatever mm-hmm. they call them, like all over the place. Uh, the guy that's uh, the assistant coach on my six-year-old soccer team was wearing them at practice the other day, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> soccer practice. But I digress. Um, so to wrap all that up, um, I would definitely say my favorite season is fall. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing that drives that, like I said, you know, I talk about football bonfires, all those things are, mm-hmm. are cool and bring back good memories and just that nice, warm feeling. Um, but as I've gotten older and I've had kids, I've gotten to the point where I love Halloween because my kids get so excited about it. That's funny. Um, it, yeah. It's it's such a big deal. And growing up, I could give two shits less about mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, dress me up like the Pillsbury Doughboy and, you know, send me out. Um, <laughs> It's kind of my motto when I leave the house now, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely like I think of that now when I think of fall and mm-hmm. um, how much how much fun the kids are going to have with that. So Maybe this is just my, like, where I live. Um, not even, like, a Minnesota thing, but just, like, this apartment and the door that I go out of. But I just feel uh-huh. like spring has a gross smell to it. Like Ooh. everything's like melting, a, like all the all the dog shit and yeah. piss that was collected in the snow is like seeping <laughs> into the ground, and it's yeah, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not a, like I just not a fan. Whereas in fall, like you said, you get some of like the bonfire, burning leaves smell is just yep. like unmatched. Um, yeah, and you then know, you get the the cool crisp air as well. It's yeah, you know, it definitely feels a lot nicer. In my to, opinion. to go with that, another reason I didn't like fall when I was younger was I had asthma and my trigger was burning leaves. Mm. So if I was anywhere where somebody was burning leaves, I would have an asthma attack. Yeah. It was miserable. That'll do so, it. Bounce back from that though. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've never thought much about spring smell. What one thing I always associate with spring though is standing out in the driveway waiting for the bus on a spring morning. Where everything's kind of dewy and wet, yeah. and That's a vibe. just kind of, yeah, right. I always remember like standing there right before, like toward the end of the year, when you're just waiting for that last day of school to get there. Um, and I, I guess I attach an, a feeling of optimism with it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Yeah, I, I guess on the uh, counterpoint to the spring hate, um, one of the best parts about uh, spring is when you fire fire up the grill for the first time of the year yeah and uh, maybe you got a baseball game going on inside or something yeah r- rip some brats out oh my god you know, you know as an adult what i associate with that now is when line and kugels releases their summer shandy mm, yeah because that goes to me with with the uh uh getting the grill out and and, and using that for sure because that's it's my favorite thing to drink while grilling yeah um <laughs> um I was just thinking about the time we went to a soccer game and uh, I drank so much summer shandy that I forgot what it was and asked one of your friends what summer shandy was <laughs> while I was drinking it. It's like, oh, that thing you've been drinking all night? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Have you ever had any yeah. any other uh, Lining Kugels uh, beer? Oh, I have. Off the top of my head, I don't know if I remember what it was. Mm. They have a Honey Wise that's really good. Um, I like that more than the Summer Shandy, to be honest. But I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Summer Shandy fan to begin with. Yeah. Um, they have a Berry Wise. They have a few others. I'm actually going to that brewery next weekend. Um, so <laughs> looking forward to it. It's in Chippewa Falls in Wisconsin. Um, the biggest reason I'm laughing is because I sent a text earlier in the week to our group chat. 
<laughs> about you not being able to do something because you'd be too busy going on brewery tours. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally next weekend going on a brewery tour. Um, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I feel... I told you you're pretty pretty close with it. Like I, I'm not too far <laughs> off from an average weekend. I usually don't go on tours, but um, it, I am next it, weekend. Ironically, at least you're living up to the stereotype. I know. Yeah, I'm glad I glad I play, play the part. <laughs> um, in terms of Leinen Kugel's beers, I feel like there's a um, like a, a dark winter one they have. But I don't know off the top of my head, and I feel like maybe I've tried one of their like. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a winter a, lager maybe. That might be it. I I had a. Who does the snowdrift porter? Oh, vanilla snowdrift snow porter. Is that them? That sounds right. Actually, yeah, I think I, it I is. think so because that's that's the one I have in my mind. Um, I also got a sampler pack one time that had like a grapefruit shandy. Yep. And a ginger, and those were okay. But um, I don't know, just something about the lemonade, and the beer. I've actually got one in the fridge, and if we take a break, I'm probably gonna go crack it. <laughs> um, also, Lightning Kugels, please sponsor me. Yes, <laughs> this, this episode is brought to you by Lining Kugels. That's right. Um, let's wrap this up with real quick. Let's rank our individual top four for the seasons. Like, what order are you putting them in? Yeah, I, I'm gonna go fall number one, mm-hmm. spring number two, summer three, winter four. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm tempted to do the same. Um, the only one I'm kind of hesitant on is switching spring and summer, but I too do not enjoy sweating and I sweat very easily. <laughs> Which is why you moved to Minnesota. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I can beat that. Okay. And after our discussion, I figured we'd probably be pretty close with, yeah. uh, the rankings there. All right, let's uh, get to your first topic. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to do first. I, th- I think I'm going to do this one. It's so right. I want it to be known that I, ha- I haven't done any research or look up as to any stats revolving anything with this. So okay, I'll make more sense here in just a second. But um, okay, Usain Bolt Okay. Joey Chestnut. Okay. They have to run a 100-meter dash. <laughs> I see and they have to eat already. one hot dog <laughs> one hot dog one hot dog 100 meter dash does do the you, when, when does the hot dog get consumed you eat the hot dog and then you run okay Ooh. see when you were proposing the question and I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're asking me who wins right yes yes of course yeah who, uh, who comes when, out on top when you propose the question i was thinking the number of hot dogs would have to be more than one so i think i think that tells me i have to go with usain bolt now that being said i have no idea what kind of speed he moves at like in terms of his eating speed obviously he's the fastest man in the world um you could only you'd have to imagine that he just eats at the same pace that you or i would eat at you know, like you, you wouldn't yeah, think, you know, yeah. he's a super athlete, but it's not, that doesn't mean he can't eat quicker. Like <laughs> there's this very special right. set and of skills. And it's just one hot dog. There, It is one but hot dog. Um, I mean, if you want to go really far down that rabbit hole, what if he doesn't like hot dogs? 
What if that's like what he's deathly afraid of? <laughs> Indifferent about the whole the whole thing. Like, what if he has a nervous breakdown at the start line because he doesn't want to touch the hot dog? Like, I, my mind flashes back to like Survivor season one when they're trying to eat like gross things and people don't want to do it. Um, so yeah, I've completely overthought this question. I think that's kind of the part the whole the whole. Thing, I, I love you know? it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it because it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Um, I'm going to look at a picture of Joey Chestnut because I don't okay. think he's huge. He's not. No, like, he's a rather – I mean, as far as a guy that's a competitive eater, he's a rather fit-looking guy. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, in my mind, is he is he as skinny as I think he is? Gosh, wow. He's only three years older than me. I thought he was, like, ancient. <laughs> 38. Um... Oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a side here, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say Usain Bolt wins. Okay, I'm on the opposite side actually. Okay. Um, I'm so I, I I just try to think like how fast could I eat a hot dog? Yeah. I don't think, and then also you had to think like okay, how fast does Usain Bolt um, run a hundred meter dash? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can find that. I'm sure he's done it. I, I think that's what he has his record in, isn't um, it? Yes. He's also three years younger. That might be something that plays a factor. Yeah. Now, I if s- you if you split it open to 200, a 200 meter dash, then oh, I think I think Usain Bolt takes it. Yeah. What if you uh, add a second hot dog? Well, I think a second hot dog and 200 meters. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might go back to Joey Chestnut. <laughs> this is a slippery slope. It is, yeah. <laughs> is um, there a... <laughs> 400 and four hot dogs you have to give it to Usain Bolt because a 400 would kill the average man. Cause it's I sucks. think four... <laughs> a 400 is just one time around the track, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But if the average man tries to sprint one by theirself, it's, it's death. Like... I... Man, I don't know. I I don't see. I maybe I'm just underselling selling my ability to eat a hot dog. I don't think I could eat a hot dog in like, like I think I'd be under a minute, but I don't think I'd be under thirty seconds. I mean, if you're doing it like competitive eating style, where it's on the bun, it's dry, there's nothing on it, and you've got a cup of water to dip it in, assuming that you're you know you're going for max speed here, and you're so you're going to try this. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think you could do it in 30 seconds. Yeah, maybe 30 seconds, but still, I mean. But then the race is going to take 10 for ten for Usain Bolt. And then how fast can Joey Chestnut eat? He uh, could probably down a hot dog in five seconds. You would think the very first hot dog, obviously mm-hmm. he like puts up a super a ton of numbers over a 10-minute period, but he slows down towards the end. Like yeah. his first hot dog, you got to think that thing is gone fast, right? Exactly, yeah. Because what he's had, I, I think it's a ten minute period they do it. Also, and in I this in this scenario, think... we have just spawned the two of them together. They don't have any prep for anything, so it's yes, not like Joey Chestnut's been you know practicing the hundred meter dash and, and Usain Bolt's been <laughs> guzzling down glizzies. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the. Annual hot dog eating contest. They go for ten minutes, mm-hmm. I think. 
I'm trying to find it here for sure, and I can't. I'm pretty sure it's 10 minutes. And his record was 74. Jesus. That's that is crazy, isn't it? Um, so that's seven and a half dogs every minute. Man. So that's that's, that's a hell of a pace. That's like an eight second pace, right? Close that, to that. I'm not doing. Yeah. That. No. That's that's that's. I mean, roughly. Yeah. And, and so, let's yeah, say, let's say he can run 115 seconds. That's a 25 second process. Yeah. So immediately, 25 seconds. Well, what's we'll, yeah, 25 seconds. You subtract 10 for Usain Bolt's 100. So he has 15 yep. seconds to eat a hot dog. See, I think... I don't even remember. What, I said Usain Bolt originally, right? You did. Okay. Because I was like, I want to make sure I'm not flopping here. Okay, so Joey Chestnut is 6 feet tall, 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. He is almost my exact size height-wise, minus 30 pounds. And he probably does a lot more physically than I do. Yeah, do you think they're doing like exercises? I don't know if it's what, what, oh, what I, can I almost you... guarantee. Like, I don't think you're in the shape this guy's in, and not that he's in great shape, but like he doesn't he doesn't look like you know he should be playing for the Bears on the D line either. You know? No, definitely not. But I was like, do you think they have competitive eating exercises, like? Oh, you want to be a competitive eater? Like you should be doing X, Y, and Z in the gym. <laughs> you know, I bet they, I bet they do like just basic muscle building to help from a metabolism standpoint. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the body using energy. Like, hey, you're gonna eat all these hot dogs. Your body needs to know what to do with the calories. You know, <laughs> he just constantly has a stress ball in his mouth that he's <laughs> chomping up and down on. <laughs> just building up the, that uh, jaw strength. <laughs> Oh, actually, here's here's a note on Wikipedia about Joey Chestnut's uh, training. 100 yard uh, dash. <laughs> What's his 40 Chest- speed? <laughs> that would be hilarious. I hope it's here. Uh, he trains by fasting and stretching his stomach with milk, water, and protein supplements. Um, okay. His entire career is weighed between between 225 and 240. Um. He trains for hot dog eating competitions by cooking hot dogs at his house and then eating them in a simulated competition style. Does not say much about working out. Could you imagine being this guy's neighbor? <laughs> you look outside and he's got 60 he's hot got dogs the on the grill. <laughs> oh, big party? Nope, just me. <laughs> it's like, honey, we need to move. Yeah. There's yeah. a maniac that lives across the street. Right. Hide the food, lock it up. Oh, yeah, I, I I think I'm still on Team Chestnut. <laughs> I'm I'm still gonna stick with Usain Bolt. Okay. Um, what I am gonna do when we're done, I'm gonna find out how long it takes me, how fast I can eat a hot dog. I've you know, it's, stuff. I have I have two brats in the in the, in the refrigerator, <laughs> and they're like the small brats that are like pre cooked, I mean, like they're pretty much hot dogs, and so I, I was do, tempted to to time myself. Do do. We need to finish the pod and then uh, and go back and, and you know record an exclusive clip to put on the we end of might have how to fast one of us can. I'm I'm down for it. Let's go. Be, yeah, I would be okay with that. It'd be funny. <laughs> I so so we're assuming it would take. Joe, we said what? We said max twenty five seconds for Joey Chestnut. And yeah. Then, okay. 
that's what we'll assume the winning time would be for him. And so then we just have to debate if Usain Bolt could eat a hot dog and bun in 15 seconds. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my source or my, my source, my feelings okay. on that. Um, and I did enjoy the conversation about if you stretched it out. Two hot dogs, 200. I think the result would be the same. Okay. That Do you think there's ever a point then – where there is, oh, I guess on your side, yeah, there would totally be a point where it flips because there's going to be a point where Usain Bolt can't even eat any more hot dogs. Exactly. <laughs> that's the that's the one uh, big qualifier here. Um, and I, I think the one where, where Usain would absolutely pull away would be the 400 just because he could sprint that at such a, a pace that, like, just the 400 is the most miserable race. As a, a former track athlete and coach, it, uh, yeah. Could you imagine eating four hot dogs and running a 400? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Oh, I mean, f- four hot dogs and walking to the couch is enough, let alone. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I got to ask, where did you get this question? Did you hear this somewhere, or did is this an Ethan original? No, I wish it was an original, but no. I, I heard. <laughs> I think I heard it on TikTok or somewhere earlier this week, and it was Reddit. I can't remember. But, I um, like it. As soon as I heard it, I'm like that's a that's a great topic of discussion. <laughs> I need to put a poll out on the the, the Twitter. I was gonna ask yeah, if I you have a this. if you have a Twitter, then this would be a great poll. Get some, yeah. get some votes. I think if if you followed my Twitter account, we'd have ten followers. So I got you. My my last episode I released though of this had like forty four listens in the first week, which is insane. Um, I'm telling you, so, that line yeah. of Google sponsors coming coming shortly. That's right. Any any day now. So we will we will revisit this maybe with a recorded hot dog contest at the end of the show. <laughs> um, anything else on that that we need to um, to discuss? No, I don't think so. I just you know, Elon Musk just bought Twitter for however many billion dollars. I think he should put on an event to I don't know really settle this one for reals because I think it'd be entertaining. I mean, you could totally make some money off of this idea. Oh yeah, for sure. You remember sure. when Michael Phelps raced a shark, or that's how it was marketed? Yeah, yeah. And then it turned it out to the... be like some CGI shark. Like, what's this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't this is not what I signed Chad up for? Johnson do something like that too? Like race a cheetah? I think he raced a cheetah. Yeah. yeah, that might have been that just a I Nike thing, though. Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to any of that. What I do remember, and you're gonna laugh at this. I don't know if you ever saw this or not. There was a show probably about 2010 called Shaq versus and it was like in the off season of the NBA season and Shaq mm-hmm. would challenge like athletes at the, the top of their prime in other sports to contests in their sport. Yeah. So like he had like a home run derby with Albert Pujols nice. in the box with like Oscar De La Hoya. Um, and you know me, I'm a gigantic Shaq fan. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Most people thought it was stupid, and I think he lost most of the competitions. Which she but should. still made, yeah, right. It still made for entertaining TV. I think he won a few of them, but the, but the rules were always changed a little bit to give him an actual chance. Yeah, that's kind of. Did on. you ever watch Pros versus Joes? I think it was on Spike I, TV. Yes, yes. Yeah, kind of a similar concept. <coughs> that was a good one. That was a, that was a lot of fun to watch. Okay, very similar concept there. Um, before we sign off here, Ethan, uh, do we want to see how fast we can eat a hot dog? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I Are would, uh, man, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm not like hungry. It's the thing, but I'm also yeah. not like above 
eating when I'm not hungry. <laughs> the big question is, are you going to bed right after this, or are we going to try to play Rocket League still? I mean, I'm down to play some Rocket League. Okay, we'll play some Rocket League uh, while we ingest a hot dog. I'm going to step away. I'm going to go make my hot dog. All right. I'll edit out the wait so the people listening don't wait, but uh, we'll come back and we'll at least see how fast I can eat a hot dog. If you want, I mean, to if you're doing it, I might as well do it too. That's right. This is content, baby. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. The hot dogs are prepared. And while we're setting this up, um, let's talk a little bit about our hot dogs. And Ethan, um, if you could go to Google and type in mm-hmm. stopwatch so we can time our own uh, I have um, one on my on my phone here is that oh you fancy fancy yeah, yeah you can do that too um, <laughs> so there was one minor problem when I was preparing my hot dog mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're out of bread oh, no. I, don't, I don't I don't think you can do this without bread so I was frantically searching my kitchen looking for something that could replace bread mm-hmm and I had Ritz crackers, but that wasn't good enough. And then I realized we have microwavable pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Improvise, adapt, so overcome. I have an Oscar Mayer turkey frank wrapped in a pancake. <laughs> um, so that's what I will be timing how long it takes okay. me to eat. What I... is your hot dog setup? Yes, I have a... Johnsonville jalapeno cheddar brat, although um, as far as size goes, it's very comparable to a hot dog. Okay. Um, and I have just a normal Hy-Vee <laughs> brand hot dog bun. You, you don't have anything exotic like a pancake? No, I've had to, <laughs> didn't realize that, <laughs> that was going to be a, a requirement. A but um, I'm normally I like throwing a pickle spear in my in my brats. But okay. for the sake of this challenge, I'm not going to do that because it's just going to yeah. skew the numbers. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> so what's our target time here? We're looking for... We need 15 seconds. Cause we need we, 15 seconds. Yeah, we, we gave Joey we said Chestnut 25. 25. Okay. So um, I guess, and, and we're going for speed here, so um, this looks so pathetic. <laughs> this might be a new low. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself when we start this because I don't wanna I don't want smack and sounds coming through the mic unless that's uh, requested. I I want proof that you're actually eating this hot dog. Um, <laughs> actually, fair. I'm not I'm not gonna mute. But if this if it just sounds disgusting, I'm going to uh, I'll mute it when I edit. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So we ready? Uh, I'm ready when you are. If you want to count okay. it down, I will I can... do a three, two, one, go, are, and we'll we start keep on go. Dogs in hand, or did dogs got to start? In the I, I've got dog in hand. <laughs> okay. Actually, it should probably start from the plate, though, right? I you think you would think so, yeah. I'll reposition my plate. Okay. All right. Starting on go. Ready? I'm three, ready. two, one. Pancake was a terrible idea. <laughs> we are past 15 seconds. And I'm halfway done.
Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, I should have asked. Did you give yourself a glass of water? I just finished drinking a bottle of water. Okay. I, I had a glass I had of water. By my side. Did you dip in it? I didn't dip, but I did wash it down. Yeah. So what was your official time? 36 seconds. And I was at 42.77. Um, <laughs> I think I could do it faster. But I don't think I'm yeah. getting to 15 seconds. Not anytime soon. No, absolutely not. And <laughs> I mean, that pancake was really chewy. Like... As soon as I took the first bite, I'm like, oh, there's no way. Like, this mm -hmm. isn't happening. <laughs> um, so if we use our own research here, how certain are we that Joey Chestnut could run a 15-minute, a or second. excuse me, a 15-second 100? I, I think you'd even give him 20 seconds on the 100, and I think he could still win. Yeah, I think he like, can, it's, too. It's hard to consume a hot dog that quickly um you might be able to give him more honestly yeah yeah so let's say it takes eight seconds to eat i mean even 30 seconds maybe maybe he's got a chance but i will officially change my vote to joey chestnut wins that and it's probably not close yeah uh, and this is science. This is data driven. Yes, I guess the next step is for us to go run a hundred. <laughs> um, I would not make it without pulling a hammy, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, especially with our, you know, scenario where you are dropped on a, I would imagine to be a, a track with a hot dog table right next to the starting line. <laughs> right. Um, maybe next time you come, you come back this way in the summer, we can go up to the track in our neighboring town and uh, give this a shot <laughs> we can do that <laughs> for science our, of course yes science of course um all right i think we're off to a good start two topics in here yeah um ooh. i'm gonna go with <clears throat> controversial food takes and i feel like this is a topic we've probably discussed before in some capacity probably but yeah like what kind of feelings do you have on foods or certain foods that most people think you're crazy for um if you need to think on that i'll start with some of mine yeah, yeah why don't you do um that? first and foremost i hate watermelon agreed the I seeds hate, yeah. the idea of seeds annoy the hell out of me mm -hmm. um and i don't even i don't even know if it's like, I think if I sat down and ate it, like, I'd enjoy it. But I think I ate it so much as a kid, I just got to the point where I was annoyed by it. And, like, I just look at it, and it just doesn't it doesn't look appealing. Mm -hmm. Watermelon-flavored candies are infinitely better than actual watermelon. Yep. 100%. And I don't even like watermelon-flavored candy, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Although there used to be a Laffy Taffy um, that was watermelon-flavored that had, like, little candy seeds on it. Like watermelon seeds, those were actually mm. really good. I think I, I remember those actually. I, I remember not liking them either. <laughs> Have you I had think it the... was just the, the novelty of the seed. Yeah, no, definitely. Have you had the um, uh, Sour Patch Kid watermelons? Uh, no, I've avoided those. They're very good, actually. I, really? I'm not a big yeah, I'm not I a big candy candy fan, but those are those are pretty good. 
God, I wish I could say that. I'd be 30 pounds lighter if it weren't for candy. Yeah, um, my fiance is a big <coughs> candy fan, and, and she's been like getting me, not like into it, but she'll just have it around, and it's so hard to just be like, no, I oh, don't want to eat this. Yep. Um, I, lately, it's been I, the, the sweet tart ropes. I don't know if you've had those, but oh, they're, yeah. yep. they're really, really good. Yep. Um, also the same with the nerd ropes. I love um, nerd ropes. Yeah. And the nerd clusters, yep. Yep very underrated um well i'm sure you know on twitter i release my top 10 candies every year on halloween mm-hmm. um and that's always a fun thing to do and then makes me realize why i'm going to have early diabetes um <laughs> but you know and a similar thing to what you were saying there with your fiance um having kids like you have much more sweet stuff around yeah. but also similar to that is i didn't drink soda for like five years six years of my life and then I met my wife, who's constantly got it around, and that broke me back into it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that stuff's awful for you anyway. But I yeah, I, I have, I probably have some mild form of caffeine addiction because I constantly <laughs> am drinking either Coke Zero or coffee. Um, I just it's okay yeah, if it's I, coffee. You're an adult. You can do that. Right. Yeah. Isn't it weird how you can drink as much coffee as you want? Nobody drinks a lot, but you drink two pops in a day and everybody freaks out. <laughs> and you're an animal. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I wish I only drank two cups of coffee in a day. Man, I'm trying to think of some controversial food takes that aren't the very I obvious. can keep going. I've got, <clears throat> I've got more here. Um, marshmallows are absolutely useless. Outside of putting them on a s'more, I have no use for them, and I don't even like them on a s'more. Like the amount of sticky mess they bring to a s'more, isn't isn't worth it hmm. to me. I hate marshmallows. What about like um, the, marshmallows the, and cereal? Though I don't consider those real marshmallows. Like they're like I don't know. I, I honestly I've never actually considered those marshmallows because like yeah. they crunch. Yeah, if I buy into just a regular dehyd- marshmallow. I think they're just dehydrated yeah. marshmallows. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'll, I, I even don't mind marshmallows in my hot cocoa, but I've not had hot cocoa since like 1998. So <laughs> maybe, the, yeah, maybe that's one of my controversial opinions. Hot cocoa is terrible. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, good. I'll, I'll sign on with that. Yeah. I, I don't avoid it intentionally. I just never had it. It's like if I come in from being cold outside, I either want hot tea, hot coffee. Like if yeah. I want something chocolate to drink, I'll get milk. The, the best thing about hot cocoa is the first sip, and then after that, I just don't want it. Like, <laughs> it's just regret. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah, no, not a fan. And You're a child if you like hot cocoa. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, um, I'm a pineapple on pizza guy. I'm a big fan of that. You have to pair yep, it with something same. salty, though. Um, Canadian bacon's not going to cut it. It needs to be like pepperoni or, or normal bacon. Um, that's That's actually something we've moved to recently i mean recently probably five years ago mm-hmm. um my mom started getting bacon with pineapple because i grew up hawaiian pizza all mm-hmm. the time we'd get it all the time loved it pineapple on pizza till i die and um we, she started getting bacon on it with the ham or canadian bacon mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah phenomenal oh, it's it's such a perfect mix um, it, it's the saltiness like i said it's the saltiness with the sweet pineapple it they, they pair very well together yeah. And for everybody that thinks we're monsters for saying that, I, I would like to point out when I was in high school, the pizza place I worked at, we had a guy that would call in at least once a week and order a pizza that was um, pineapple only, extra sauce, no cheese. So That's it was wild. just pineapple sauce crust. And it came out just this 
absolutely awful looking mess. Is that is that and technically a fruit pizza? I yeah, I mean tomato, yeah. Yeah. It might it might be. Right. Um I think the guy was a vegetarian. Probably also a serial killer, I'm guessing. <laughs> but like yeah. Pineapple on pizza is a go for me. Yeah. I got another one, actually I just thought of. Alright. Um, turkey is the worst thing about Thanksgiving. Ooh. Everything else that is a part of a traditional Thanksgiving meal is better than the turkey. Hmm. I'm going to say no, but I understand where you're coming from on that. If the turkey's dry, Brutal. just throw it away. Yeah. If the, uh, that or if the turkey, dip it in gravy. Yes. If the turkey's made right, I think the turkey can be the highlight of the meal. Um, but I've, I've been to dinners before where the turkey was bad or mm-hmm. it was dry, and it's like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Um I don't have any use for stuffing. Like, I've seen I've seen an increase of people making fun of stuffing in recent years. You know, all you're doing is shoving bread up a dead bird's ass and cooking it. <laughs> it's delicious. We can't get enough. Like, it's, yeah, I I'll eat it, but like I don't need it. So, the stuffing that you've had in the past, are you, do you just have like the stovetop box stuffing, or do you, have you ever like made like <clears throat> stuffings from, had, from scratch? <clears throat> Excuse me. I've had both. Um, I actually prefer the stovetop. That <laughs> says anything. About I actually kind of do as well. I, <laughs> I, really? The stovetop's really good. Yeah, I don't know what they do. I actually read something the other day about the ingredients in stovetop stovetop stuffing <laughs> and how it's like one of the worst things you can put in your body chemically. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm glad I have that take. I'll continue to avoid right. that. But at the same time, that's never something I eat any other point in the year. Like Thanksgiving, that's it. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's, it's it's funny too because turkey is my go-to deli meat for like sandwiches. Yep. I, whatever it is about that is I don't know. I just think Thanksgiving turkey, and I've had multiple different ways. I've had deep fried turkey. I've had oven baked turkey. I've had smoked turkey, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just feel like everything else there—the potatoes, the casseroles, the pies—yeah, they just outshine now, the turkey. You you also know me. I will I will go all pie on Thanksgiving if I have to. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I have a Thank you for my, your service, by the way. <laughs> my my annual pie quest on, mm-hmm. on Twitter where I try to eat at least a whole pie. Um it originally started because my, my in laws, who I don't think any of them listen to the show, um, and if they do bring more pie. Um they never <laughs> they never had pie yeah, at like any of any of our holiday events, you know. Like the first time I went to my wife's grandparents for a meal is like what's this shit there's no pie there's minimal food like mm-hmm. come on and over the years they've learned that if they bring pie i will basically eat a whole pie yeah <laughs> so what's... last year at thanksgiving we had a pecan pie an apple pie and a pumpkin pie and it was it was glorious actually that wasn't last year this was the year i had to make my own pie because they didn't bring me it was two years ago but anyway yeah, I can talk about pie for two hours if you like. I, no, I could too. What's the best pie? What's your favorite <clears throat> pie? Favorite, hands down, is apple. Um, seasonally, I will take pumpkin, okay. and pumpkin pumpkin in like fall, winter, cherry in spring, summer. Interesting. What What do you think? Um, I think. 
all-time general category has got to be blueberry pie. Ooh. Big fan. I'm really, really big fan, actually. Um, okay. And then after that, I don't know if you would call pecan pie a seasonal pie. That kind of gets some fall Thanksgiving vibes with yeah. that. Yeah, I'd say so. But uh, pecan's probably number two for me. Yeah. But it's hard to go wrong. I, I've never had a pie I didn't like, so. Yeah, I try to stay away from, like, the meringues and stuff like that. That's not much of my, my jam. I want fruit. Um, I like pecan pie. The only issue with it is it's too sweet. It's too rich. It's it's a lot, yeah. Yeah. So I can't eat as much of that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I remember when I got married, I tried really hard to convince my wife that we needed to have wedding pie. And I failed. That's interesting. But I really... We... We've uh, cool. yeah we've been planning our wedding and uh, we've actually one of the things we've talked about a lot and haven't come to a decision on yet is dessert. Um, Ethan, I know go I, to bed I for me here. I was gonna say I could <laughs> I can live your fantasies out through my wedding if you want. <laughs> I will. I, I mean, I'll be there anyway, but I'm I'm gonna show up a day early and camp outside if there's gonna be pie. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be first in line. <laughs> no, yeah, I can I'll see it. I'll have to bring that up, actually. Uh, yes. we. Uh, I think it would be worth it. Yeah. I kind of wanted donuts, and Morgan's not huge on that idea. Okay. Um, which, understandable. She thinks it's a bit overplayed. I feel like donuts? it was kind of like... Yeah, it was kind of like this like cute niche thing to do for a little while, and now a lot of people are doing it. Um, really? I did not know that. I think the last two weddings I went to, they both had donuts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not complaining. I, I love it. You... I got <laughs> That's another thing. I'm not. I'm not a huge donut guy. Like I enjoy some, but like I feel like they get overrated to this yeah. incredible amount. I actually have a pretty good segue into my topic here. If if you want to do that, unless you have anything else you want to. Um. My. Well, I've got one more controversial take that. Okay. I say it, and I don't even. I I could go on, but I don't even know if I believe it to its full intent. Mm-hmm. But I. Th- <laughs> I think A1 steak sauce should be a beverage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a take. Like, like you're not gonna you're not gonna drink it all the time, but you know, you sit down to a steak dinner, you know, you don't you don't need to drown your steak in it because if you made your steak right, it's gonna taste fine and you don't even really need the sauce, honestly. But it's a good companion. And I'm not saying it needs to be like, you know, pour in, pour in a big glass of A1 and sit down and have your steak dinner. Um, I think you should have like a little shot glass of it. Are you and, are you watering it down, or are you just straight out of the bottle? Like oh, you got to go straight out of the bottle. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe even a little bit more than a shot glass. Like, uh, not quite a coffee cup, but like a little little less, somewhere in between shot glass and coffee cup. And you just sip on it while you eat your steak, your baked I, potato. I'm surprised you haven't. There's not some sort of drink. <laughs> combo that involves give, like an a1 chaser or something give give mountain dew uh, uh a year or so they'll come out with an a1 mountain dew with some of the stuff they're doing oh man um, <laughs> what kind of alcohol could you chase with a1 i don't think you're gonna find anything that complements <laughs> it so you have to go like novelty so is there any sort of alcohol you could like brand that has some sort of connection to cows or steak or mm. anything like that hmm you can call it like the surf and turf or something. Maybe you have like a blue drink and you follow it up with a shot of A1 or something. Ooh, we've put way too much thought into this and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. That is that is a take though. That's it is. It that is. Surprised me. Um, <laughs> I've never had anyone agree with me on it, and like I said, I don't even know if I believe it to the fullest extent. But I I could see it. Like I I'd do it. I mean, we've we've already talked about you know trying to see how quickly we could eat a hot dog. I mean, we could settle this tonight and see if you actually like a shot of a one or not. <laughs> I like this. We're building content. Um, yeah. I, I know I could do a, a shot of A1, like, no doubt. Yeah, I, um, I, I could, too. My, you ever put you ever put A1 in your burgers? Like, in oh it, yeah. when it, while you're you yep. know, making the patties? Very yep, good. Yep, I like mixing it in. Um, I'll put it on my burger. I'll put it on a lot of stuff. I like to, to dip chicken in it. My youngest son will do fish. Like, if I grill up uh, mm-hmm. or bake some tilapia, he wants it every time with A1. Have you had the, not... the Tabasco A1? Ooh, I don't think I have. Yeah, that's good. I think there's a Tabasco one, and I think there also may be a Sriracha one. I could be wrong, but then they have a few mm. other flavors as well. Um, okay. I might. Yeah. I, I don't get too adventurous with it. I I don't get too adventurous with food because if I know something works and I like it, I tend to stick with it. That's fair. Um, I'm the opposite. I've, I've always liked trying new things and and seeing what uh, you know what sticks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess I don't mind trying new things. It's but like with something like A one, like I know A one works. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know what it's going to deliver. Like I don't know what I would need to, why I would need to add Tabasco to it, or if I wanted to, I'd just add my own. Yeah, that's fair. Um, one more, one more sidebar here. Speaking mm-hmm. of A one and hot sauce, um, I'll make my own like fried fried pickle dip because I can never quite find one that's quite as good as like what you get like your your buffalo wild wings what is it the southwest, southwest ranch, ranch. I think they do yeah yeah um and so i'll always make my own at home and i do two-thirds ranch to one-third a1 and uh like a, a teaspoon or tablespoon of uh frank's red hot mm. and it's not quite the same flavor but it works really well with the fried pickles that sounds good yeah it is. We've been talking with a... about food on this show. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it with mayo instead of ranch? I have not. That may be the move. That's Get like a an thought. A1 spicy mayo going. Call it an aioli. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Um, looks like I need to get some fried pickles sometime yeah. soon. Anyways. <laughs> yes, we let's were, segue uh, to yeah. the next one. Yeah, we, uh, well, you were talking earlier about, we were both talking about turkey, and you said that it was one of those things that, uh, you know, when it's done right, it's great, and it is easy to ruin. And um, you know, funnily enough, one of the topics I have here was, um, what food has both the highest ceiling and the lowest floor? So simultaneously. Ooh. So when it's done really well, it's you know top tier, but it can also be, you know, trash. Yeah. Um, and if you want to well, think, I, I, think... I, I have a couple answers preloaded. Yeah, I'm gonna think on that for a little bit. I do think, I do think turkey falls in there yeah. for sure. Have you ever had Dunkin' Donuts coffee? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm an I'm an iced coffee guy. Um, when I'm going out, like to like fast food coffee places, and Dunkin' Donuts is the most inconsistent iced coffee <laughs> place, and I, I guess in the I I don't know how to explain how wildly different every single time is every single time I go really? to Dunkin' Donuts is. Yeah, I'll ask I'll order the same thing every single time I get. Uh, medium iced coffee with hazelnut and one pump of cream 
or one cream or whatever the unit of measurement is. And apparently that's not standardized because yeah. every single time <laughs> it comes out either super dark, which I'm totally fine with. I'd rather it be super dark. Yeah. Other times it comes out looking it like then have too much like tinted milk. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what they're doing back there, but right they need to step it up. But I, when they get it right, it is the best coffee I've ever had. Like, yeah. I, that's yeah. so and was, it's, it's always worth that gamble to see if they're gonna it get is. it right or not yeah it 100 is you're always chasing that high of the perfect dunkin donuts coffee <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny you say that um that's probably like one of the closest restaurant type places to where i work mm-hmm. um and at my job i don't have a lot of opportunity to leave the building but i've got a coworker that his job requires him to go out and about and all around town and so he'll bring stuff back all the time, and it just—he's gotten in the habit of just picking up Duncan. And um, I just—I just get hot coffee. Like mm-hmm. I don't do the ice stuff anymore because I think I got tired of like the inconsistency of it. That, and I don't—I don't like a lot of the extra calories with all the stuff. Like that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna get plenty of calories through all the other dumb stuff I eat. <laughs> like I don't need to get it from coffee. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, I could see where with iced coffee because I—I used to love. Taco Bell's iced coffee. I know you think coffee, great coffee. You think of Taco Bell, oh, right? <laughs> um, but they they have a, like a darker roast than most restaurants, and so I always kind of like that. Um, but like I got to the point with the local Taco Bell where I would get like irately mad because the people there wouldn't know how to use the coffee machine mm-hmm. at some parts in the day, so they just like, oh, we don't have any, we're out, or we stopped serving at noon. And I talked to the manager one day. She's like, I, I sound like a Karen right now. What's the <laughs> what's the male version of a Karen? A Craig? Um, <laughs> but but I, and she was like, Oh yeah, we can do it. We can do it anytime. And then the lady told, or yeah, a lady told me that one time that it, they shut it off at noon. I'm like, That's a lie. Right. <laughs> and I got mad about it. And I'm like, This isn't worth getting mad about. This is stupid. And so then I just stopped getting coffee at Taco Bell. But yeah, that's that's one of those things where I feel like there's a high level of variance. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you get a nice coffee, like nowhere is consistent. Yeah, I I feel like when I go to Starbucks and I get every you know if I get a coffee from there, I'm usually getting like a nitro cold brew with some sort of cold foam cream mm-hmm. or something. I feel like that's usually pretty consistent. But is it? I think the reason my Starbucks might not be consistent is because I have no idea what I'm doing every time I go in there. I just stare at the menu and say whatever words come out. And it's not like it's that hard to figure out, but I just get overwhelmed every time I go into a Starbucks. Yeah, I'm honestly (laughs) surprised Starbucks is as popular as it is because they like they gatekeep their menu. (laughs) It's hard. It's like you look at the menu and there are a few options and then you'll listen to the person in front of you order. It's like none of those words are on the menu. Like, I don't know what just happened. How do do they do that? Right. Are you in the club and I'm not like, what's going on? Miss the Um, my my bailout order. Right. My my bailout order at Starbucks is just a chai latte because I I know that there somewhere. And if I don't know what to get, I just say that and avoid an embarrassing moment. Yeah, my go-to um, lately has been a strawberry acai refresher made with black tea instead of water. And so it's like a, a fruity black tea, and it's delicious. And it's caffeinated. Interesting. I, I could probably try that. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Doesn't it doesn't sound too terrible. Hmm. But um, um, I'm still trying to think here about foods with, with high, high ceilings and low floors. You got anything else there? 
Yeah, the uh, the other one that came to mind was sushi. Um, I feel Ooh, like that's a good shout too. Bottom tier sushi is dangerous. <laughs> like it's it's not even like disgusting. It's just like okay, this is questionable. Like I may right? or may not be on the bathroom for the next four hours after you know, after eating this. Um, right. But then I, I've never had top tier sushi, but I know that there is a following for it and there's an art to it, and so I can only imagine that you know. It's, yeah. It exists for a reason, and, and people are crazy about it for a reason. Um, yeah, I've I've really only started eating sushi in the last probably year and a half, and I don't do it often. Mm-hmm. Um, but every now and then I will, and like, like I see it at the grocery store here, um, not here where I live, but like in the, the big town nearby. Mm-hmm. And I always look at it, I'm like, yeah, that looks good. I'm like, I. I don't know if I should be buying sushi from a grocery store that's sitting in a cold case. Like I never buy it because I'm like I don't I don't want to die. Yeah, <laughs> I I have definitely purchased and eaten grocery store sushi. Sushi. And you're before. still alive. I am. I will say the grocery store I go to is a little bougie, so I have <laughs> a little shocked. bit more faith. Yeah, <laughs> I have a little bit more faith in their ability to uh, to make a decent sushi without without killing me. Um, <laughs> But you go to like some like buffets that have like sushi just sitting out, and uh, I'll pass. Like I love sushi, yeah. but I, uh, I'll pass. I'm not risking it. Something there. doesn't look right if it's just sitting out there. Um, man, I'm having a really hard time thinking on this one. Um, I feel like a lot of the uh, just general like meats, like turkey, chicken, like you can really, yeah. really. You know, yeah, that's true. Depending on how it's prepared, somebody could really screw it up. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is, is I'm a damn garbage disposal. I'll eat anything and not really think much <laughs> of it. Um, <laughs> what, what does kind of ruin things is if you find like an a metal object in your food. <laughs> yeah, no, I've not, I've heard not to beat a dead horse that I've been beating <laughs> for eight years, but you know, somebody puts a staple in one of your your pizzas, but. Yeah, I, no, I, I digress. That's <laughs> still one of my favorite places to eat. I, I, it's it's not bad. It's it's really not that bad. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm stuck to this point now, I guess, and um, just out of principle. Yeah, yeah out of principle. Just the, the the issue of how the complaint was handled was the the bigger issue. I have eaten there since. Yeah. Know, there was no more metal in my my pizza. I mean, it is a commitment because you're. I mean, by by boycotting them, you're basically cutting your your food options by a third. <laughs> in in town, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> I can say I don't eat much in town as it is. Um, yeah, that's fair. You know, s- speaking of pizza, like your Chicago style deep dish, like your stuffed pizza, mm-hmm. that can really get messed up. That's high floor, or excuse me, high ceiling, low floor. Yeah. Um, because if you get one of those that's like raw and not cooked all the way through, like that can it can really mess with you. And it's not it's not good to like it's not enjoyable to eat. Mm-hmm. And you spend all your time in the bathroom after you eat it. I've I've never had one undercooked, but I have had them overcooked before, where the like the 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 crust on like the, on the edges are super dry and brittle. Um, yeah, and yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I got food poisoning from an undercooked one one time um, because I, I don't think they cooked the bacon at all before they put it in. I think they just put raw bacon in under the cheese, and mm. then it was still yeah. basically raw when it came out. Yeah, no, no I good. ate one piece. I'm like, that didn't feel right, and then I 
felt it for like the next three days. Right. I, um, I'm thinking I, I do enjoy Chicago style pizza, but as far as foods with high mm-hmm. ceilings go, I feel like, I don't know if it's there. It's, I, I feel like you, you hit a, a certain level of quality with Chicago style pizza. And then yeah. after that, it's, it's it kind of plateaus a bit. I don't know. I, I feel like the first Chicago style pizza I ever had, I felt like was the greatest pizza I'd ever had in my life. And that could have just been because it was the first one. And I've had some really good ones. Like, to me, that's what I want a pizza to be. I'll, I enjoy all kinds of pizza. Um, but I just, I love the amount of cheese and, and meat and whatever else mm-hmm. there. But I know that's that's not an everybody thing, for sure. Yeah. I enjoy it every once in a while. But, you know, like once a year is enough for me. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I want to eat every week, that's right, for sure. Right, right. Uh, another thing I would put in that category would be wings. Um, yeah, hundred percent. How they're cooked, how how they're sauced, like there's a lot that can go wrong with wings. You can you can get wings at one restaurant and everything be great one time, and then the next time you get it, everything can be totally off and just suck. Yeah, I don't know if you're a, a ranch or blue cheap blue cheese guy either though team ranch for sure yeah so you can have some really really good ranches and then you can have some ranches that are like this Ooh. just tastes like hidden valley yeah like, yep. <laughs> which and that's i not a big hit like I, there's something about restaurant ranch when it's made in yes. house or even if it's not even yes. made in house but like shipped in that's, that's exactly what i was gonna say like every ranch I buy at the store sucks. Yeah. Like I cannot buy a ranch at the store that's gonna taste like what's gonna come in that little cup when I order wings. Mm-hmm. And whether that means it's a homemade ranch, like the homemade ranches are the best. I worked at a pizza place that did a homemade ranch, and it was unbelievable. Like I would drink that as a beverage. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, it's it's so it's so different. But yeah, definitely. That has a lot of variance there is ranch. I don't even like buying ranch at the store because I, I don't, don't need either. to be disappointed. What I need to do is just, you know, buckle down and make my own. It's not that hard to do. No, it's really I just not. I think to do it. I We've made it a couple times. Um, it's nice because you, you have a bit of uh, control over how runny or how, you know, thick you want it. And uh, I will say if, if you do go to a grocery store and you're looking for bottled ranch uh hidden valley has a, a simply ranch which is like a it's less thick it's a little bit thinner and uh that's the closest i've had to like restaurant ranch but it still doesn't really it still doesn't you compare. say that was hidden valley it's hidden valley simply ranch yep it comes in okay. a different looking bottle as well um but i'm gonna try that because i feel like that's the biggest quest i'm on in my life is to buy a ranch that tastes like what i get at a restaurant <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a discussion that my fiance and I have fairly fairly regularly actually. <laughs> is trying to either trying to figure out how to make good ranch at home or bribing a restaurant <laughs> to like purchase the ranch in bulk. Yeah. Like we'll buy a bottle. It's fifteen dollars. I don't care, just I give don't me care. A bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I would have paid things 30. Are worth paying for, it, right? <laughs> you lose. Yeah. Um that's a good one though. Yeah. I I I had the the sushi and the um, Dunkin' Donuts one I had thought of, you know, pre-show, but that ranch one is that's a that's a good answer. Yeah, yep, I think so. Um, trying to think of anything else that might fall. <clears throat> Excuse me. In there, um, nothing's really jumping to mind. But if something comes up, I'll mention it again. Popcorn, maybe. 
Um, not like crazy high ceiling by any means, but no, you know, you can get some gourmet but popcorn. If you mess it up, really you mess good. it up and you're throwing it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You slightly overcook popcorn and it tastes like ass. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and everyone within a three-block radius is going to know you burned the popcorn. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was in college, one of my roommates, um, <laughs> he burnt popcorn in our microwave. And mm-hmm. instead of throwing, like, I think he, I don't even know what he did. I think he threw it away, but he just kind of, like, <laughs> dumped it all, and so it sat on top of the trash, and we had an uncovered trash. Oh, it, yeah. It woke me up in the middle of the night. The microwave didn't wake me up. The smell of burnt popcorn in our house woke me up in the middle You're of the like, night. Oh, shit, the house is on I'm fire. I'm like, what is going on? I walked out there, and I saw a bunch of popcorn that's all black in the in the, in the the trash bin. And I'm like, did you not think about taking this outside? Because it literally woke me up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty low floor. If it's, uh, if it's waking you up, it's so bad. Right? <laughs> wow. Um, is that a roommate that I would know? Yeah, it's the one in the Super League. Okay, I was going to say, you don't have to say a name. I'm just curious. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm going to change his name in my phone to Burnt Popcorn. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers that story. I bet he does. <laughs> I might ask sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll keep thinking on that. Um, hmm. I thought I had one, but I'm, I don't think it's good enough to throw out there. So That's all right. We um, can wrap that up if you want. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on here to my third topic. And this is where I have to make a choice. Because um, I have two different questions I want to ask you here. And I think I'm going to go with the one that seems to kind of fit the mood of where we've been so far. Um you and I are both video gamers to an extent. Mm-hmm. What what are your favorite games of all time? If we if we if it would be easier, let's go based on system. Like, what was the first okay. system you had, and what was your favorite game or games yeah. for that system? I like that. <clears throat> so yeah, first system I had was a PS2. Um, I t- t- technically I played ps1 at my grandma's house like she had one laying around because my cousin had it and then they had like an old atari as well but i (laughs) i'm not going to count those uh, because the ps2 was mine like that that was specifically bought for me and that's the one i played the most now i I will ask this real quick what what was your favorite atari game um enough to have one i think there were two that i remember it was pitfall and asteroids okay Um, pitfall for me hands down i remember playing the hell out of that yeah I was awful at it, but it was still fun. <laughs> it was hard. It was there. Was some, I remember yeah. some parts. I think there was like an alligator part you had to jump over, and I always, yep. I always uh, struggled with that. Yep. Um, I mean, you're probably like five, but still. Yeah, I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, first console was PS2. My favorite game would probably either be um, Jack Two. I don't know if you're familiar with the Jack and Dexter series or yep. not. Yep. Um, I never played it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Jack 2 was a lot of fun. That was like my intro to single-player story games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also enjoyed MX Unleashed, which was like every boy my age that had a PS2 had either MX Unleashed or MX versus ATV. Um, okay. And yep. it was like a it, <laughs> like a staple in their, in their youth. 
Like, I, See, there's something I about those games that, that just... I don't even think that one was on my radar. <clears throat> I know there was a game like that that came out when it was, like, part of the bundle when we bought our PS3. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those type of games, but I never got into it. Yeah. And then are we just going up through consoles, or...? Yeah, yeah, if you want to do that. If you want to... Should we should we compare where we have similar sure. consoles? Yeah, I'll see um, So PS2 for me would have been... Uh, I think we bought it like my sophomore year of high school. Um, and you know what? Let me let me take up a little more time here. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was probably three or four when we got a Nintendo. My brother either won it through a raffle at school or through like a fundraising thing. Um, but I remember him bringing it home, and like I, I remember playing a lot of just regular Nintendo. Like the NES? Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, I remember it was always a big deal to go up to the grocery store and rent a game and <laughs> <coughs> that kind of thing. Um, but in terms of like favorite NES game, I honestly don't know if I could pick one out. Um, I do remember playing A Boy in His Blob. If you've ever seen that, they that did a remake version of it for PS4 within the last five years. Hmm. Uh, basically, you're a boy who has jelly beans, and you feed these jelly beans to this little white blob that follows you around, and he eats the jelly bean and then becomes like a tool. So if you need hmm. a ladder, you feed him this jelly bean. It's like licorice ladder is what it's called, and then he turns into a ladder, and you can climb down the ladder or gotcha. up the ladder to get to where you need to go. Um, there was like a, a raspberry rocket and like all these other things. It was a really fun game. Um, and so I, I do remember playing that. I, I have played the PS4 version now, and that's fun. That's probably the game that sticks out the most in my mind behind, besides the obvious Mario's. And, right, uh, yeah. The classic uh, Nintendo. Duck Hunt and things like that. So um, the other one I would say for classic Nintendo would be Excite Bike. I do remember Excite Bike, and that was a lot of fun. Um. Did you ever have any of the, like, they were kind of all-in-one games where you would plug them into the AV ports in your TV, and I think it hooked up directly to your controller, like the, the AV cables did, and then mm-hmm. your your uh, your controller kind of acted as the, you know, the game, or the, the, the storage system for the game itself, and then it was projecting up on the TV, Um I'm trying to think of an example of, of what some of these games were. I had a Star Wars one where the controller looked like Darth Vader, and you plug it into the AV cables into the TV, and there's it's it, you play it's just one game, so it's like a one-off. I'm pretty sure I don't think I ever had one, but I'm pretty sure like my kids have one that's like a Pac-Man. Yeah. Yep. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. I do. I do have or ha- we have that one. I'm familiar with that concept. Yeah. I've completely um, forgotten about those up until right? this point. <laughs> right yeah it definitely wasn't a big part or point of my my gaming experience um let's see super nintendo came along sometime i think i was still living up north before i moved to like deep south of illinois um and <clears throat> my favorite there for sure would have been ken griffey jr baseball mm. um played a lot 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 of that i played through multiple 162 game seasons um and the games didn't go by super fast but you know you're 10 years old you got time 
Um, I still vividly remember the birthday that I got that for a gift, and I think that's like all I ever played. <laughs> um, NBA Live was close up there too in terms of Super Nintendo games. Yeah, um, I was always playing those too. Um, for 2K took over everything. Um, after the Super Nintendo came the Nintendo 64, which I think we got when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Um, I remember there was a girl in my class who lived just down the road from me, and her family got a 64 like right when it came out. Mm-hmm. And so like our whole family went down and you know like went down and played on it and checked it out to see what it was like. Um, I might be making that up. It might not have been the whole family. It might have just been like me and my mom. But I feel like my brother went too. But anyway, um, and so that was a big deal. But that was another uh, King Griffey Jr. baseball was a big one. Um, NFL Blitz. Did you ever play the Blitz games? I did play Blitz on PS2, I think. Um, okay, yeah, and it's it's later years. The, the 64 versions were phenomenal. Yeah. And, oh, man, how did I forget NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo? That's that's an instant classic, too. Um, I, I'll, but, I'll still stop and play. If there's an NBA Jam, like arcade machine somewhere, uh-huh. I'll stop and play. It's, it's a good oh, time. Oh, man, I spent so much time on the uh, the arcade game at like this pizza place where I grew up. I loved it. There's a but, uh, not to get too far off topic, but there's a uh-huh. there's a place here in uh, uh, the Twin Cities called Can Can Wonderland, and <laughs> you pay ten dollars to get in, and mm-hmm. they have a bunch bunch of different arcade machines from um, a number of different eras. They have super old pinball machines. They have yep. Yep. Uh, a bunch of stuff like that, and then it's also a uh, a bar, so you can get a drink and go around and play yep. all these games. There's also I've... a self pour. Um, you know, tap and it's it's a pretty cool place, and they have NBA Jam there. Yes, that would be awesome. Is it the old school one with like the old school rosters? Do I believe you know? so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, there was a place that my cousin, I say cousin, but he's like my cousin's kid, mm-hmm. same age as my kids. He had his birthday at like an arcade like that last year, um, and it was a place where just tons and tons of arcade games. And uh, we actually stayed the night at the place because it had, like, an apartment above, and, like, all of us stayed there, and it was a really good time because you could just play anything you could imagine. The only problem was most of the arcade games didn't work, so it was like, (laughs) just like the good old days. The machine doesn't work. It won't take my quarter. It spits it back out. Um, But, yeah, those were always always good fun, too. Um, Last honorable mention here I'll give for the 64, obviously, is GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. the first place that you know first person shooters really became a big big deal spent hours and hours playing that uh at different friends houses and it uh you know kind of paved the way for what we know today um oh and i, I gotta say south park rally too because that was a really fun one probably my favorite racing game so if that i was gonna say is that a racing game i'm, I'm unfamiliar yeah yeah um Kind of, kind of the South Park take on Mario Kart. Sure. And you know, it came out probably '99, so I'm 12, 13 years old and playing it. My cousin and I played that so, so much and had so much fun with it. So now, after all that, we're finally up to PS2. <laughs> <laughs> um, PS2, I played a lot of College Hoops 2K. That was always one I would get every year yep. and enjoyed playing NFL 2K before Madden bought out everything. Um, was a really solid game. Um, and I remember still, the I think, better than anything I, Madden's put out since. I remember the uh, my career 
2K NFL, uh, where you could actually play through the face mask. It was like a first yes, person. Yes, the first view. person football. Yeah, was the best. I loved it. And I always, I always played as weird positions. Like everybody wanted to be a quarterback or wide receiver, and I'd be like a right guard. Like, I'm not even sure what I'm doing or how to do it, but it was fun. <laughs> you know how like every once in a while, this maybe only happens a couple times a year, but you'll you'll laugh so hard at something that you you'll remember that like instance where you laugh so hard, like that yes, you did you know X, Y, or Z. I remember playing 2K NFL with somebody. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> And uh, in that game, when you're punting, if you point your punt arrow all the way down, you can kick the yeah. ball straight up your center's ass if you if you want to. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a thing, and I did it because I was like, you know, and mad if you if you put it all the way down, it's just kind of like a line it's, drive. Yeah, it's punt. still gonna go in the air. And oh my god, I remember laughing so hard after I drilled the long snapper right in the ass with a punt. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's amazing, too, how things like that work. Like, you accidentally find something like that in a video mm-hmm. game, and it just catches you so off guard that you, you just you can't stop laughing at it. Yes, 100%. Been there. Funny, Been there. Just funny game mechanics and physics sometimes will do it. Like, yes. Yes. I, it's those exact moments like you described, too. You, you will laugh for way longer mm-hmm. than you need to or should because of it. <clears throat> um, but, no, my, my all-time favorite PS2 game... Uh, or actually series, was the Conflict series. So they released four games, Conflict Desert Storm, Conflict Desert Storm 2, uh, then they had Conflict Vietnam, and they finished up with uh, Conflict Global Terror, hmm. which um, were, were really fun. Uh, another game that my cousin and I played just a ton of. Um, basically, it would give you a four-man squad. You know, you had your leader, who's like your... Um, assault rifle mm-hmm. type, just general. Um, you had a sniper, you had a heavy weapons expert, and you had a demolition guy. And the thing that made this game so unique was the way you controlled your team. Like, you could switch amongst the four at any point in time mm-hmm. and kind of move them around. Like, if you wanted to go move your sniper up high to a tower and put yep. him up there, you could leave him up there and then switch over to uh, your your heavy weapons guy and have him sit somewhere else and and you know if you need to move somebody else like say your your demolition expert up to a tank so you could blow it up or something like that you could do that um and i i just always love that mechanic in that game where you could individually control each guy and then the ai would control the other three mm-hmm. um and i've always been disappointed that there wasn't more of that that some other game didn't pick up that and go with it because if there was there was never anything i was aware of um but Definitely my favorite PS2 game. Yeah, that sounds fun. I remember there was a, there was a, it was maybe, maybe it was a SOCOM game. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was now, but it was for PSP, the handheld PlayStation. Okay. And, uh, I remember getting this game, thinking it was gonna be the coolest thing in the world. Um, it had very similar mechanics like you were just mentioning there, where you have you know specialists within your squad, and you can switch between, um, you know, each specialist. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to do this. And I start playing the game. And instead of actually controlling each individual, um, you know, player, player character, yep. you were 
basically act, uh, acting as a coach and you were telling these people where to go and where to set yep. up and what to do and, and the ai yep. was doing that and i remember yeah. being so disappointed when that was the case it sucks. <laughs> it sounds like a ghost recon game maybe that's what it was because i, I, I might play been. those and i was disappointed with the mechanics of that i mean it's still it was still okay it wasn't as good but i did play a few of those that way mm-hmm. yep but, the uh, weird thing about that game, I feel like, because it was like Ghost Recon something, something, I don't remember what it was called for uh, PS2, but like if one of your guys got killed in action, like they actually wiped him off the game. It wasn't like you got a chance to respawn or anything. I was like, oh, I still remember I had a guy named Guillermo that was a sniper that got killed, and I still haven't recovered from it. That was <laughs> was 18 years ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> the chat. Yeah, right. Um all right, I'll let you go to PS3 now that we've wasted 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think PS3 has to be Skyrim. Oh, yeah. man, Modern Warfare 2, though. I mean, it's between those two. Um, yeah. Very, you know, drastically different games. Um, Skyrim's really what got me into the whole medieval rpg uh genre that i is probably my my favorite genre of games uh to this day and yeah. uh just, at the time it was uh, one of my first true open world rpgs as well um and uh i i mean i still play it to this day i've actually booted up earlier today and, and played it for a little bit not very long but um <laughs> sure it's just is there anything worse than going back and playing a game that you just have all the nostalgia for and you go back and play it and then you're just like, ah, oh, it's just not the same. It's tough. Yeah. I've, I've actually been like not allowing myself to do that with certain things. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, cause I, I, like you said, I, like you said, I've definitely done that with a, with a handful of games and you, you boot yeah. it up and it's like, eh, this isn't, you know, this isn't fun anymore. Um, yeah. it's just not, it's not, it's not the same. The cool thing um, with Skyrim is you can there's a, there's a lot of mods out for Skyrim and there's a lot of stuff you can do with it that um, make it different than your your first playthrough experience. So that's that's pretty cool. I've, I've you know messed around with that a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've enjoyed that. Um, that that definitely helps. Um, and that's I think the thing we've seen now with more like the deeper we get into different consoles is the the replayability of certain games, you know, like going back and playing an old PS2 game, it's going to be almost exactly the same as it was then. And there's, there's not as much, you know, variability right to how you can go through it. Um, so yeah, Sky, Skyrim. And I think that's the, the hard thing too, with PS3 is like, that's when the call of duties came. Yep. You know, that's, that's when... when multiplayer online gaming became a huge, huge deal. And so it's, it's really hard to leave those probably off the top part of that list um yeah i mean just influence alone that that game has had on my you know video game uh you know passion or hobby is you know that's that's really what hooked me into competitive you know video games as a whole sure sure moving on from there not necessarily as many shooters nowadays i still play shooters every once in a while but um still enjoy the competitive aspects that you get from other games Right, right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I always say it's a good thing that, that the PS3 and the online multiplayer gaming came out when it did because if it would have been about five five years earlier, I don't think I would have graduated college. <laughs> no maybe, kidding, yeah. Maybe not even high school. Um, yeah. But, like, PS2 had the online games. Like, you could play 
the servers weren't great, but it was still fun. Like there mm-hmm. was SOCOM, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. My favorite online PS2 game was Black Hawk Down. Yep. Um, which was just incredible the way they did it. It was like sixty people in a game, and the matches were twenty minutes long, rather than like your standard COD where it's mm-hmm. ten. Um, and the maps were on it were amazing. So that was definitely one in terms of like online stuff that I that always sticks out in my mind. Yeah. But um, any any PS3 games that stick out to you outside of COD? Well, there's <laughs> there's the obvious one, and if you follow me on Twitter, you might know what I'm talking about. Um, is it College Hoops Two K Eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been writing off into the sunset there. Um, I have a big Twitter thread if anybody ever wants to see what I'm talking about, but I bought that in December of 2007. I made myself wait until I was done with finals in college because I knew if I got it before then I was going to do terrible on my finals. <laughs> um, and I started the dynasty, made my own school, and I've played something like 360 games on it, and most of that came within the first five years I had it because they stopped making college basketball games. Mm-hmm. You know, with that one, that was the last one that 2K made. Um, and there's only been a couple since because a big lawsuit and issues going around with that. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll get that to back to the point where we have college football and college basketball games again. Um, but, you know, here in the last, I don't know, three, four years, I, I maybe play a couple games a year just for the the nostalgia of it. And honestly, it's uh, it's something that I enjoy enough that, I still enjoy playing. Like, I, it's not one of those where it's the feeling of, oh, this isn't as fun as it used to be. Like, I still really get into it and really mm-hmm. enjoy playing it. But uh, no, I decided back around December I was going to try to finish out this last season that I'd started and get it all the way to the um, the end. And right now I'm sitting in the final four with, you know, two games away from a championship. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to play it, but in the back of my mind I'm like, I know that when I lose, like that could be the last one, you know, <laughs> game I've been playing for 15 years. Right. Yeah. So um, I honestly think as much fun as I've had with it, I'll keep playing. Um, but hands down, that's the the number one PS3 game um, for me. I don't know if there's anything else I enjoyed as much. Like you said, the Call of Duties are there. The zombie aspect of the Call of, Call of Duty games yeah. was super fun. Yeah. On yeah, I do enjoy. Do have some fond memories of of summers playing playing zombies. Yeah. Um, honorable mention hours on end. Yeah, honorable mention to Gran Turismo. Um, uh huh. I played a lot of Gran Turismo Five and um, for PS3 and and uh, I remember being very disappointed that they they didn't come out with a a true Gran Turismo for PS4. Um, yeah. And if they did, it was very late in the in the life cycle of the PS4. I'm not. I can't remember if they did or not. Uh, I feel I, like there is one somewhere, but I don't. I don't follow that enough to know. So there was Gran Turismo Sport, which technically wasn't a predecessor to Gran Turismo Five, um, mm-hmm. because Gran Turismo Six has come out since then, I believe. Um, okay. Sport was more so esports focused, um, and uh, as a result, the content wasn't great. There wasn't a ton of yeah. content to uh, consume there. And one of my favorite parts about Gran Turismo was starting off with your you know your shitty little mazda and earning enough <laughs> money in races to you know buy a 
uh, maybe a you know a nice Nissan, you know, and then from there yeah. you know you buy a okay now I have enough for a Mustang, and you know you kind of climb up the ranks and sure. eventually you get to the point where you're you're racing indie cars and stuff. So I thought that I always thought that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, but any uh, any game that can kind of suck you in with like a career mode like that where you're working your way up, building your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, I always I always think fondly of, but the problem is like I'm 35 now. I don't have that kind of time to invest in a video game. <laughs> I that's would my, love to do it. Yeah, that's that's my biggest not even complaints because it's not something I can complain to the you know games about. But one of my biggest uh, uh, things right now is just I I would love more time to be able to play and get into games. Uh, Elden Ring just came out recently, and the mm-hmm. uh, the lore around that game is super fascinating to me. I, I watched a lot of uh, content regarding Elden Ring, and I would love to get into the game and play it and and uh, challenge myself because it's a it's a rather challenging game but i just know i don't have the time to put forth uh uh, the effort to get good at the game and and you know which is unfortunate but i know it is what it is speaking of games you bought and didn't finish did you ever finish the the last of us the second one i didn't no Um, i haven't either i it's not even that i disliked it I, i just i started playing through it and it just didn't was, hold me i guess that was about the time you switched to pc too yeah yeah so it was right around that had an effect it's still sitting on my to-do list i've got like three or four games i started and i still need to finish but um yeah. one more honorable mention ps2 ps3 for me is the grand theft auto games mm-hmm. played a ton of them on ps2 ps3 yeah so, yeah i remember playing definitely... i remember playing gta 3 three on ps2 i believe yep um and then san andreas as well yeah and then uh gta 4 i think gta 5 actually came out on ps3 as well originally i th- yeah i think it was after the after the ps4 had come out but i think they released it there too i, um, I think it was the opposite i think i think they <clears throat> oh really i think the ps4 came out and they're like yep we're working on a port for the ps4 right now like give us a few months i think it originally okay. released on ps3 when when that Ooh. was the you know the modern console I don't know for sure. That's that's very possible. I I do know that when San Andreas came out, that was like shortly after I'd gotten my first job, mm-hmm. and so I bought it for my brother for Christmas, and then I think I played it way more than he did. <laughs> that's just uh, quality gift giving one hundred and one right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got um, my, my fiance some Legos for for her birthday. <laughs> I kind of do that with my kids sometimes. I'll buy them something that I know I'm going to use more than they will. Yeah. Um, I mean, my kid needed a new PlayStation controller, so I used that as an excuse to get myself <laughs> a new PlayStation controller and give him my old one. That's it's funny. in good working shape. But uh, uh, what about PS4? Yep, um, another two come to mind right off the bat. Um, Rocket League has got to be yep. one of them. I knew that's exactly where you were going to go. I would put that on mine as yep. well. We we literally have plans to play Rocket League after that's, this uh, this podcast what, here. So we're doing. Um, it's fun. The fact that that game was for free. Uh, yes. We got that game for free when it first came out as a and free game of the month. 2015. Yep. And I, you know, since 2015 and now, I don't think there's a singular game that I put more hours into than Rocket League. Yeah. Um, I, that's probably close to that for me, too, because it's just, it's fun. The games are quick. It's a great social time. Like, mm-hmm. you and I always have a lot of fun when we, we play. Um, yep. 100%. And it, Obviously, um, it has replayability. I mean, we've been playing it for seven oh, I years. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. I don't know what it is. Like, I just cannot get enough of 
the i guess it, it, i think it's familiar and that's why i like it you know it's, yeah. it's something that i have a, a skill set for at this point i'm not yeah. really getting much better i'm i mean i but I, at the same time I'm not, i don't really get much worse when i when i don't play like i just right. kind of I've, I've, I've kind of plateaued and I'm, I'm okay with that yeah um yeah no it's, it's it's a great game and i that's a game i i've, I've thrown a few dollars at um over the you know i'm usually very anti like purchase skins and stuff but I figured yep. for a game that I got for free, um, yeah. that I play so often, I can justify tossing you know fifteen twenty bucks to it every once in a while to get something yeah. that that I'll use. I think that's kind of the same boat I'm in, and it's just absolutely crazy to think that it's become what it has, and that it was at one point a free PlayStation game because mm-hmm. it just came out and they're like, hey, let's boost it, and uh, it definitely had had success. There's some some great games that came out on there that the the PlayStation Plus free game. Uh, like you were playing jam? disc jam yeah <laughs> <laughs> that game was fun that it was, was a, it that was a good time it, i don't think it ever got developed as well as it needed to like if they could have put just a little more into it and worked out some of the bugs i think it could have caught on but, yeah i mean we played that a ton yeah, i would love to play that again i i doubt the servers still work right i wonder if it's on steam i'm gonna look it up right now do it yeah um yeah no disc, I mean, disc jam is a disc jam it is on steam one. <laughs> really and people bucks. still play it um, 50 bucks 15 one five. Oh god i was like that's a ripoff yeah no kidding um, um did did you ever play firewatch no i didn't uh, i, I actually trying I, to get you to play it yeah i know I, i've been waiting to see if it ever came on sale on steam um i honestly think when i bought it like five years ago was the last time it was on sale anywhere because i've not seen it on sale anywhere since Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about a story that really sucks you in like I don't want to spoil anything for you in case you ever mm-hmm. do play it but like I started playing it at like 10 o'clock one night I'm just like yeah we'll see what this is about and like at 3 o'clock in the morning I'm like prying my eyes open trying to stay <laughs> awake to finish it and then I finished it and I was like I don't, I don't want to ruin my thoughts on the ending but then I finished it and I was like wide awake I was like man <laughs> that's it was a lot of fun that's one there's, i want to go back and do a playthrough on again yeah there's nothing better than when you when you finish a game or even while you're playing a game like mid game and you just think like man this is great like whatever it is this is the story or this this uh this gameplay yeah. or you know whatever it is this is awesome and that kind of that kind of brings me to the other game i was thinking of which is the witcher 3 um yeah again a game that i continuously play to this day um yeah I beat The Witcher three probably oh four or five times at this point. The <laughs> the main story and the DLCs a couple times a piece, and I you know continue to go back and and want more. And it's it's nice that uh, there's other content that you can consume for The Witcher now. I you know I've read the books. Mm-hmm. I've, there's the Netflix series as well, which is uh, you know not too bad. It's it's extra content, so I can't complain. Yeah. Um, and it's uh it's great. I. Uh, very much recommend it. It is a little hard to get into off the bat, I'll admit, especially if you're starting with The Witcher 3. Um, yeah. There is some lore there that um, having a bit of uh, um, background knowledge is definitely beneficial. But, um, you know, if, if, if you do have the time and you are looking for a single-player game to completely just capture you and you can get lost in this universe, I would definitely recommend, you know, The Witcher 3. I, I do remember like probably four or five years ago, the whole set, the whole series of The Witcher was on sale 
for like 15 bucks. And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you should buy it. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. That's a good idea. I'll, I might play through it. Because you recommended Fallout 4 to me, which, I mean, it's not like the top of my list, but I had a ton of fun playing Fallout. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, and to this day, it's the only one I've ever played, and I'd like to get into some of the others. But, um, And I bought it, and I downloaded it, and I've still never even tried The Witcher. <clears throat> still would like to someday. Yeah. Um, and I always think with some games, like, yeah, I'm going to do that one of these days. But I also think, too, you know, we went through the whole COVID lockdown, and there were still a lot of games that I haven't played. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, maybe maybe it's never going to happen, you know. Um, at the same time, though, I'm really careful, like, with my kids around. I don't like to play a lot of violent games and, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I tried to it. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I knew you were going to say The Witcher for sure, and I figured you'd mention Rocket League. Rocket League's up there for me. Um, I'll mention the FIFA games because I wasted a ton of time on those, just the, the ultimate yep. team mode. and It was a lot of fun. Honorable mention there. FIFA. Yeah. Yep, we played a lot of that, enjoyed it. Um, but the one that, that definitely sticks out in my mind was, and we've played this before, um, Dying Light. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first PS4 games I played. Um, the zombies were just scary as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Uh, you and I both freaking out a little bit playing it. Um, but the, the parkour elements of the game, just a very well-done game. And see, they have a second one of those out right now. Yes, I, I was going to really, ask if you played it. I haven't. I really want to. Um, but I, it's one of those games I want to play co-op, you know. If I'm going to play it, I want to have somebody to play it with. And the guy I played through it with the first time doesn't really game anymore. Um and like you and I, our schedules don't really match up for gaming. And I don't think I, if, if I could find somebody to play it with, I probably would. Um, I think the best I, thing. I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I might go that way this summer. And I have a little extra time. I might look yeah. at it. I think the best best thing about Dying Light uh, as a whole is, like you brought up earlier, the, uh, the parkour elements of the game. Because mm-hmm. The idea of zombies in video games is not original by any no. by any, in any sense. It, it's very much overdone and and uh, rather stale. But um, yeah, I think by adding that that element of, of parkour in the game, it definitely makes it unique and, and fresh. And um, I yeah, I think that's what's led to the success of that game. Um, yeah, absolutely, being successful enough to, to make up a, a part two there. Yeah, um, it, yeah, no. The, the way they've they've continued to develop content for it, I think, was the other big thing that set them apart. Um, you know, some places do DLCs, but, like, they were continually working at it, releasing new things here and mm-hmm. there. And in my mind, they were one of the first ones I noticed that really did that. Yeah, no, I would, I'd, I would agree. Um, it is interesting how, how much different support for a game can be from studio to studio, you know, after, after the game is released. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, going back to The Witcher, they they um, done a really they, they did a really really good job with with The Witcher with coming out with DLCs, both free and paid DLCs based on you know what you were getting exactly, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, looking towards like Cyberpunk, which is their newest release. Um, it released a hot pile of garbage. And, I was gonna uh, say, wasn't that a really bad release? It was a terrible release, and I, it makes you wonder what was going on behind the scenes as to you know why they decided to release it because their biggest thing for the longest time was delays and they were they had no shame in delaying the game years didn't they Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then still the, were like released a piece of garbage. They're they're one of their mottos for the game was like they're like oh release date when it's ready like that was one of their taglines or whatever, <laughs> and uh, so that was a lie. They still failed, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they have continued to you know work on that game. They've pushed through a lot of updates that have uh, made it playable, um, mm-hmm. which it's tough. That's the uh, uh, the goal, you know, the level that we hold it up to, the standard. But um, I would imagine that you start, you know, you'll 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 see that game supported in a similar fashion, just because that studio seems to really have a community in mind when it comes to you know their priorities. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, to wrap this up, we've spent quite a bit of time on it, but to wrap this up, if you had to pick one game that you said would be your favorite game of all time what would it be and if you could get one more game out of a series or a sequel to a game any game what would it be hmm <laughs> i mean i've had <laughs> yeah, while you you're thinking um it has to be either college hoops 2k8 or Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for the 64. Because mm-hmm. I believe those are the two games I have the most time wrapped up in in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that aren't online games. And they're probably the games that have brought me the most joy. I would probably go with College Hoops 2K8 for my all-time favorite. Um, as for something I would like to see a sequel to, obviously I'd love to see another College Hoops game. Um, but I would give anything to have a fifth conflict game you know one more that those same mechanics the same characters mm-hmm. kind of thing just to uh just kind of usher it out you know i'm surprised um, you can't find a game that i mean I'm, I'm sure you can find a game that has similar mechanics but I'm you know surprised I've, there's I've not looked, one that's more popular and i'm not super in touch with it but i mean if anybody knows of one let me know yeah um because, yeah, that was just, that was the best, you know, in terms of shooter. That's always what I go to every time as being one of my my favorites. It's close. Yeah. I think my favorite's got to be The Witcher. And uh, yeah. the cop-out answer would be like, yeah, give me a Witcher 4. Um, right. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say I want a Portal 3. Have you ever played the Portal games before? I have not. Highly recommend them. Um, I think your kids would actually enjoy them a lot as well. Um, okay. So would definitely recommend looking into that. Um, I'm not sure what consoles they're available on. Be actually, to be honest, Portal yeah. Two console. Let's see. That's not what I was looking for. PS4, maybe. I'm not sure if you can get it for PS4 or not, but um. Looks like PS3 is is what it was last released on, okay. but you get it on on PC as well. But um, really really great puzzle game that uh, um has a really really good story to to go along with it. Um, mm-hmm. very unique uh way of uh of interacting with the world around you and and uh, you, know, you definitely have to think outside of the box to beat the game and it's a it's it's fun and it has a really really good co-op uh campaign on top of a uh. A single player campaign they're, they're actually different so the co-op campaign is different than the single player so you get you know double the content there um okay and i would love a you know a, a portal 3 because uh 
uh, one and two were, were both great. Interesting. No, it's it's not uh, a game series I'd heard of before. Really? Um, yeah. I you say it's on PS3 though. I know we still have a we still have a PS3, obviously. So I might uh, might go check that out. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Portal Two is the one you're going to want to look at. Um, okay. You don't really need much information on Portal One as far as uh, <laughs> lore and and things go. It may be worth yeah. reading up a little bit, but not a big uh, backstory there. No, not really. Um, well, yeah, we can quickly do, wrap up my last topic here, and then um, I have gone a little bit long, Fine. but it's all right. I I don't care. <laughs> so uh, my last topic here is what is the biggest letdown that you've experienced in your life? Um, oh God! <laughs> and maybe not biggest, but like <laughs> what what's what's one that's worth bringing up and and talking about? Oh, this is good. Um shit let me think okay are you I'll prepared you to go here i am prepared to go all right and you've heard me talk about this before i bring it up every once in a while but the way they ended game of thrones <laughs> I is knew a crime. exactly where you were going <laughs> it's go an absolute it, I crime yeah i oh my god i i've spent so many hours of my life reading books and forms and fan theories and and, and predictions and, and spinoffs and <laughs> I've committed so much of my life to this series. I've spent real world dollars on merchandise and the way that the the writers of that show just absolutely threw in the towel, said fuck you and <laughs> left is a crime. Like honestly, like I would not be against throwing those two in jail. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, I, uh, I, I know you're not super familiar with the series as a whole, right? But there were so many good things happening. There were so many irons in the in the fire where, like, there were so many different ways this thing could play out. And yeah. uh, no matter how it played out, it was all going to be great. But instead of acknowledging, yeah, instead of you know using what you've built up over six seasons. And and coming up with a logical and 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 good ending, they mm-hmm. oh just spit in the face of all the fans. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting to me that that like the way you worded your question, one of the biggest letdowns you've had in your life. Like obviously, like you said, it's something you put a ton of time into, something you really enjoyed, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of anticipation for. So I definitely understand where you're coming from there. Um, man. If you want to keep on thinking, I, I, if you got, I remember, Um, I remember waiting all week to want, you know, watch the episode. I I think it came out on Sundays. Um, it was either Sundays or Saturday nights. I can't remember. But, um, as soon as the episode ended going on Reddit and reading all the, the post episode discussions and participating in those and, and, uh, there's not been a, a single piece of media that has came out since that I've was more interested in and hyped about than Game of Thrones. Like since yeah. then, there's been nothing that's that lives <clears throat> up to that. Yeah, yeah, I know kind of what you mean. I I don't know if there's anything, um, you know, television wise or like media wise like that. Um, but in terms of sports, 
I've experienced, you know, just mm. being a fan and rooting for things, I've experienced mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, I'm a Cubs fan, so obviously. <laughs> and you are too, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, we got that monkey off our back, though, at least. Yeah. Um, you know what? The, uh, my mind went a lot of places, and I think what I'm going to settle on, because due to the time and the place, um, I think when, when my high school football career ended, Hmm. When, um, you know, my senior year, my junior year was the first year that uh, our high school had ever made the, the state playoffs, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, this was 2003. First time ever, you know, I was a starter on the team. We had a lot of our guys coming back for my senior year. Um, our running back who, you know, probably could have gotten at least like some small Division One offers. Or, you know, like, uh, you know, like schools like Southern Illinois and Western, like the smaller D1 mm-hmm. schools. But um, he uh, he got, I think he got put in jail over the summer, if I'm remembering correctly, um, and wasn't able to go out for football that year. I mean, he was a big part of what we were. Mm-hmm. He was an unbelievable athlete. An even more incredible moron. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and, you know, we, we were still good. Um, we still thought, you know, we'd have a chance to get back to the playoffs again. Um, and it, it just didn't happen. You know, we finished the season, (laughs) we finished the season four and five, you know, five and four gets you in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we started the year three and one and then we hit, you know, we hit the, the rough stretch with, with tough teams in our conference and we played some close games and lost and, um, came down to, uh, you know, our last game four and four and we're up we're up twenty nothing at halftime of that last game. Mm-hmm. And I we had we had some guys out, we were banged up and I was <laughs> I was banged up. I'd hyperextended my elbow and couldn't really use my left arm that well. I'd knocked my front two teeth out like two weeks before. I hadn't practiced hardly like in the last two <laughs> weeks because of my grandpa died and I was at his funeral and then my whole teeth thing. And like, it was like limping to the finish line. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like we were up 20, nothing and the other team got hot. Uh, you know, I remember quarterback getting picked off a couple times late in the game and we lost, uh, I was, it was, it was 20, 28, 20, I think was the final score. We didn't score the rest of the game. Damn. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that team ended up going three games deep in the 4A playoffs. You know, like they got hot against us and just kept rolling. And, uh, I mean, good for them. But, you know, and I'm, God, that was 20, 18 years ago now. Like mm-hmm. half, half my life ago. That's funny. But, uh, no, I, I just always remember sitting, sitting down by my locker after that last game. And just just being crushed because you know halftime you don't think oh yeah there's no way we're losing this game, there's no way, and uh, yeah just, and a, just like that just like a that it's sudden over. yeah no okay. playoffs no no extra glory or anything like that and I mean that's what high school sports are as as I've said you know I'm a coach I've I have coached I haven't coached recently but I've coached football basketball, um, and that's always the hardest part of the year you know is seeing when it ends for the seniors. Mm-hmm. seeing that that point in time when you know they they know they're done and for some of them it hits right away 
and for some of them it doesn't hit till later um but that's just kind of you know part of it but yeah i would say that that's probably the biggest letdown yeah uh, it's just not making the playoffs not winning that game i remember being, being done i remember and you'll remember too obviously but the uh uh the regional final game we played in basketball yeah um yeah. was that your was, senior year no i was a junior that year junior. Um, oh that's right yeah yeah but at the time i was i mean it was real shitty like it was a game <laughs> we probably should have won and just couldn't yeah. close it out and yeah um, i mean it was it was a well-fought game back and forth but we yeah, it just it just seemed like we had more pieces we should have been able to to win but you um, know that's that's how i settled on Oh, that's another really, really big letdown too. That's where I settled on my football experience because my mind initially went to teams I coached mm-hmm. that underperformed or came short of what their goal was, and I was thinking about that. You know, that regional game. Obviously, I was just an assistant on that team. I wasn't the one drawing up the absolutely terrible play at the end of the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, those things always stick in my mind too. And the other one I just thought of—it wasn't really a personal letdown. Um, but when I was coaching track, I had a pole vaulter, um, set the school record for pole vault, you know, 13 feet goes down to state. We worked for three years to get him to state and he, he was so good. He was mm-hmm. really good. And, uh, we get him to state and in warmups, his pole snaps. Oh no. <laughs> like I still get chills just, just talking about it. And that's awful. Yeah. And like. When it snapped, you know, fiberglass goes everywhere. It sliced yeah. his hand up, um, and he landed in the pit on his back. He thought he was all right. And, I mean, clearing – starting height in states, like 12 feet. Mm-hmm. So we found a, t- a school that was willing to let him borrow a pole, and he goes and tries. And he just – he never cleared 12 feet, but he, he cleared 12 feet all year like it was mm-hmm. nothing. And, uh, you know, just fate didn't – didn't have that for him you know he got to state he got to warm up his his warm-ups the day before were great you know he was getting close to 13-6 and uh it just it just happened um and then i i still have a picture of him after the the meet he's holding both pieces of his pole <laughs> like down on the ground you know and they're just they're almost as tall as he he was mm-hmm. he was a tiny kid and he's just got this big smile on his face and i i always think of that like Gosh, you work so hard for something for so long, and then just get the the worst blow you can get. You know? Yeah, it's cruel. That's yeah. And he actually ended up messing up his back really bad and had to have surgery from that. Oh dang! Which I didn't find out till much later because he was a senior, and I I didn't talk to him much after that. But I ran into him somewhere. He's like, "Oh yeah, it was really bad." He's like, "I was shut down all summer." I was like, "Jeez." So. Yeah, yeah, we could put one. a damper on things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could want to good topic to end on, right? Right. That's funny. Um. So yeah, anything else we want to finish up with here? Um. No, I don't think so. I. Uh, no, that, I enjoyed that though. That was a good time. I think the the topics yeah. were all over the place, which is which is I think yeah. for the best and that's, to be on best content. Exactly. That's that's the enjoyment of it. Like. A lot of the guests worry about the time, like how long is it going to go? What's too long? I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I just want to, I just want to talk, you know. And people don't have to listen. I don't expect anyone to listen. Um, a lot of people that I talk to listen to this in bits, like they'll listen to one topic mm-hmm. and then like switch to something else or go do something else. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
that's fine. You can consume it however you want, you know. Um, but it's enjoyable. And like I, I've said too, like it's probably on the the show list somewhere, the show description. It's like this is basically an excuse for me to talk to my friends, and that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good way to do it. I uh, yeah, I have a couple buddies that have a podcast, and they asked me yes. when they when they first made it. They're like, hey, do you want to be a host? I'm like, eh, it's it's a big <laughs> commitment on a weekly basis, but I'll be more than happy right. to to come on and, and guest spot every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I think they even played a little bit of a role in me me deciding to start this because I, yeah. I listen to their show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the guys and, and I liked the way they do things, um, but I needed more random. Yeah, but uh, um, their podcast is called what? The obvious. The obvious. Yeah. yeah so if you want to listen to more, you know, white guys just drone on about <laughs> random things. Actually, I don't know that for sure. I don't know. I don't know if they are. I know Nick is, but. Um, if you want to listen to more more young people, you know, solve the world's problems. Um, one podcast at a time. Out. One podcast at a time. That's right. Um, I think this is a good place to end. Uh, thank you, Ethan, for coming on, and thank you for the shenanigans. Of course, anytime. And uh, we'll do it again sometime. Definitely. Thanks for having me. It was a it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so. Once again, I'm your host, Drew, and for my guest, Ethan, thank you for stopping by, and maybe we'll see you next time. Yep. Hit us up, Chippewa, or uh, uh, Line and Kugels. Line and Kugels, yes.